The Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. one 800 913 this is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka only on the Blaze Radio Network. Good morning and welcome to the pre show for the Jeff Fisher program here on the Blaze Radio Network. Some of you think of this as the third hour of Saturday's Pure Opelka, and while it may be that, this really is the warm-up to the extravaganza that is the Jeff Fisher Show. Jeffy's in the locker room right now. He's getting taped up. I know this. I know this because the trainers told me that they had been uh, alerted that Jeffy was going to need extra tape today. And you know that tape, the, the kind of weird colorful tape that they use to um, that, that athletes use? It's got some sort of magic properties in it. I think it's got like Chinese herbs in it. And it's supposed to help them with muscles. And so he's stretching and uh, getting getting taped up before his program today, after this show. Immediately following this program on the Blaze Radio Network, all new Jeff Fisher show. And uh, after that, of course, Lawrence Billy Jones, the third LBJ Trey, as we call him, followed by Mike Slater and then Joe Pags. All new programming Saturdays on the Blaze Radio Network. Share it with your friends download stuff yesterday on the weekday daytime edition of pure opelka we spoke with delaware senator christopher coons uh full disclosure chris coons and i are friends he is uh, a democrat yes i have friends on on all sides i have friends on the left the right and the middle and chris coons certainly is a liberal democrat however he's a guy who works in in bipartisan manner on many important topics and yesterday we were talking about opioid addiction and the problem with opioid addiction in america and i told him i would happily stand shoulder to shoulder with him if he ever needed me and i i mean that i am so concerned about opioid addiction in our country and the 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 unmitigated tragedy that we are dealing with. We are unable to, to really seeming, we're, we seem to be unable to put our, our hands on this thing and stop it. When we have 32,000 plus Americans dying because of an addiction, uh, it just doesn't make any sense that we're not focusing on it. 
it it's and it's something that can be prevented it's something that can at least be slowed down it's all because of uh, i believe doctors over prescribing pain medications and no one wants anyone in pain to be in pain if we have the technology or the medicine we should use it but the horrific addiction that comes after an opioid use is is just it's just unbelievable and then it creates because they're so expensive a market for illegal drugs and that market creates cheap heroin and cheap heroin then creates the problem and crime breakup of families etc it is it is a, a problem that we better pay attention to and in this tiny state of delaware we have people we have people that are out there dying every single day and in our in this little little state where wilmington is the biggest city and it's not that big of a city folks wilmington delaware is now known as murder town because we we have more murders per capita apparently than even chicago and it's not getting better and it's drug related all of it is drug related I, I exaggerate to clarify. So if you want to hear more, go to the uh, the SoundCloud files on, on Pure Opelka and listen to the interview with Chris Coons. He really is a guy who, despite, despite his defense for so many, um, so many liberal causes, on this one, he is 100% correct. And, um, and he has bipartisan support on trying to increase the attention and, and therefore funding of programs that will help us on this. Uh, the president's going to be speaking in about an hour. Uh, he's delivering the commencement address at Liberty University today. Doesn't look like a, a beautiful day. And they're doing it outside. They're holding the commencement address outside. So this will be interesting. The Northeast is is having a bit of a... Uh, a bit, it's, they're calling it a nor'easter because it's happening in the northeast. It's a pretty well-defined storm. It's not a hurricane, but there is a center that you can see, and it's swirling, and it is, it is hitting us with uh, a, lot of, a lot of rain. Uh, it is, as they used to say in Texas, it is raining like a cow peeing on a flat rock here. In, in, and I'm just hoping the lights stay on because... <laughs> It's, it's actually pretty crazy here right now outside. If you hear lightning and thunder, if you hear thunder, you won't hear lightning, of course. Uh, you'll know why. There are some other stories. I, I was talking about the North Carolina school that put the kibosh on free speech. Uh, and I hinted that there is a Catholic university, the largest Catholic university in America, that is also putting the kibosh on free speech. And we should talk about that. And it is DePaul University who is in the crosshairs of those of us who demand free speech. DePaul University has reportedly prohibited Turning Point USA, a campus group, from displaying posters that carry the slogan, Gay Lives Matter. Now, why, why would they not want a college campus group to carry a sign that says gay lives matter this um this ban was put in place because 
of um, sensitivity. Sensitivity, yes, yes. And, and, and it relates to uh, Muslim groups. See, students uh, at DePaul, part of the group Students for Justice in Palestine, were, were intending to um, protest an event entitled Dictatorships and Radical Islam, Enemies of Gay Rights. And this was an event that, that was going to be uh, given by a journalist and a foreign correspondent, James Kerchik. And the, the Palestinian Students for Justice in Palestine said they were going to protest this event. And that led to students leading the charge against the talk uh, to have, uh, l- they've left out any mention that, that uh, Mr. Kerchik is, is gay and uh, they were they were trying to say that gay lives matter, but you're not allowed to apparently co-opt the slogan of Black Lives Matter. You're not allowed to culturally appropriate that, and that's that's where the um, the Office of Student Involvement at at uh, DePaul stepped in and said you're not allowed to have any of these posters that say Gay Lives Matter that use the same look and brand of Black Lives Matter. Why? Uh, First of all, I didn't know that that was a brand. Is Black Lives Matter, is that a recognized brand now? Is it, I wonder if it's trademarked or copyrighted. But the school claims that this pits two marginalized groups against each other. She actually sent... Amy Minaw, the director of Office of Student Involvement at DePaul, sent an email to Turning Point USA, and it says, it doesn't appear that Turning Point has any connection to the Black Lives Matter movement, and this seems to simply be co-opting another movement's approach. Um, no. And if it does, so what? Turning Point had built some posters that that used the format, pretty familiar format that you'll see with uh, Black Lives Matter. And, you know, I've used All Lives Matter. Uh, I've used many different Lives Matter slogans in, in my life. Never been called out for culturally appropriating the Black Lives Matter movement, but I'm sure some people have. The DePaul chapter of Turning Point said... It had intended to use the posters to advertise the speech to get people to show up because this the speech was pointing out that radical Islam and dictatorships are the enemies of gay rights. And you would think that a college, a college would be all for all for somebody pointing out the fact that these these radical Islamists had been killing gay people and it needs to stop that the. The dictators in the world, you know, do, we, do we know about the people who are locking up every gay person they can find in, what is it, Chechnya? Trying to eliminate homosexuals? And we know that the, the radical Islamists are beheading and throwing gay people off buildings. So this is a surprise to me that the school would react this way. And the turning point, folks, the president of Turning Point USA, Jason Plotsky, sent an email that said, look, we're, we're advertising. That's it. The statement's simple, and you cannot market an event 
any better and any more eye-catching. People see it, they'll either agree or disagree, but the point is, getting people to see the message, and we firmly believe that it would have been effective. He disagrees with the school denying the poster, especially their reasoning for denying the poster. He stated in his response, quote, we do not see how the branding of Black Lives Matter is exclusive from all other lives, and we cannot make a similar statement in a different movement. Sure, it is related and based off their slogan, but with no intent to undermine their movement, we are not even using the poster to push an entire movement, but rather a specific event. And this is to students in an academic setting, of course. Shouldn't they be allowed to market this as they see fit? Now, there is a, um, a director at Turning Point, a director of Campus Integrity, who also issued his disappointment on this. Last fall, the same university refused refused the DePaul Republicans uh, group from posting Unborn Lives Matter posters. So DePaul has a history of this. DePaul is, is apparently uh, protecting the sensitive turf of the Black Lives Matter group. And the, uh, the students for justice in Palestine, remember the social justice warriors who objected to this event happening anyway, distributed posters claiming that people should say no to Turning Point's nationalist agenda. And they called queer liberation anti-racist and anti-imperialist. DePaul won't comment on this, but once again, a gigantic Catholic university, the largest Catholic university in the country, has now said that that they don't support free speech. What else can you take from this? You don't think your your snowflakes are capable of understanding the difference between Black Lives Matter and Gay Lives Matter and Unborn Lives Matter? It, it's it's kind of ridiculous. And if I were a student, I would be insulted. If you want to see the full story, it's reported on the College Fix. I will tweet out a link to it. I think free speech. You, you know, guy, you guys know where I stand on free speech. It's got to be. I have to defend all speech. I have to defend speech I hate, speech I love. This is speech that I love. I think you got to be able to get out there and say exactly what Turning Point is saying here. And to silence it is to silence everybody's speech. Bad move, DePaul. Bad move. Can't support it. When we get back, we'll look at some of the weird news. And believe me, there is plenty of it today. And I'll share some of my favorites on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Two thousand seventeen is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy 
easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. We have talked about many different record-setting performances on this program. We have looked at uh, amazing things in terms of what humans can do, what we are capable of doing that oftentimes surprises us, whether it's someone actually breaking the two-hour mark on marathons, which it almost happened two weeks ago, to the fact that the 120-pound lady in West Texas managed to consume Two, two of the 72-ounce steaks at the Texas Cattleman restaurant and do it in under an hour. I think she did it in under 15 minutes. <laughs> Something ridiculous. But there's another competitive eating record that has just been smashed. And I just, I just wonder, um, I wonder about the wisdom because, you know, sometimes people do things and they say, well, you know, it's a good way for me to make a living. You know, we talk about boxing. It's, uh, boxing is a, a dangerous sport indeed. You look at people who have who've been punched into, um, punched into uh, what is it called, uh, a concussion injuries that have uh, hampered them for the rest of their lives. You look at Muhammad Ali. And you wonder just how many of those punches really triggered whatever Parkinson's he has. And uh, then you, you have to wonder what kind of, what kind of reward is, is worth what's happening to the digestive tract of a guy known as L.A. Beast, Kevin Straley. He is the competitive eater, a holder of Guinness records in competitive eating. And uh, just recently, just 10 days ago, the, the maniac, the beast, shattered a world record. He absolutely destroyed a world record by consuming ghost peppers. I don't know if you've ever had one ghost pepper. They are ridiculously hot. What's the name of the scale that we measure the heat of 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 peppers it is um i'm sorry what is that pack rat the scoville measure yes we we have the scoville index the ghost pepper comes in at a million scoville units a million scoville units this guy the beast the la beast just just destroyed the record more than consuming more than double of the ghost pepper 
um, the, the total amount of ghost peppers consumed in the past, they are called Butjolokia chili peppers. And you wonder why they call them ghost peppers. They're a kind of orange-reddish pepper. And he says, he says his eyes don't burn when he eats them. I, get near, I can imagine if you touched one of these. He, um, he practiced for a month leading up to this by chewing on dried ghost peppers. He even posted videos showing himself uh, practicing. He is uh, ranked as, a, as a, one of the best competitive eaters in the world. His net worth, if you believe those celebrity net worth, uh, reportedly says he's worth $650,000. I just wonder if there's enough money in the world to rebuild his entire digestive tract. Because if you, if you eat one of those ghost peppers with the 1 million, 1 million Scoville units, he consumed 13, 13 ghost peppers in one sitting on May 3rd. I think he's, he may have recovered by now. Uh, I would, I'd be in the hospital if I did this. If you, if you want to see it, uh, they, the Guinness people certified it. He ate 121 grams of ghost peppers in one sitting, uh, and we don't know how many additional sittings were required after he consumed it uh, let's just say they show him eating uh, eating the peppers and then drinking a whole lot of milk to maybe save his system there's got to be a better way he also holds the chicken nuggets record too something i could go after but ghost peppers no thank you god bless you sir You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. On the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Got a lot going on today. Uh, we're getting ready to watch the president as he um, as he's going to give the commencement address at Liberty University. And that reminds me, uh, I didn't quite get to be indignant enough about what happened this week to the Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos, when she visited a, uh, a black college and was going to deliver the commencement address, but was absolutely rudely treated by the students. Uh, now, granted, the for whatever reason, the school didn't announce that the education secretary was going to be delivering the commencement address until just a couple of days before. And the the college, which, as I said, is a historically black college, um, not exactly a big a big base for Donald Trump, uh, young black college students. And so when Betsy DeVos stood up to deliver the commencement address and was uh, welcomed by the university president, many of the students started booing. 
And that in itself is, is kind of insulting that you treat the education secretary that way. But you, uh, you then have students who not only booed, but stood in their caps and gowns and decided that they were going to make a statement uh, insulting the education secretary by turning their backs on her. And, yeah, I understand uh, protest is a big thing in college. Protest is a thing you're supposed to do. But, you know, there is a certain amount of respect. If the university has deemed it important enough to invite the education secretary in to give the commencement address, then you should respect that. At least I believe you should. But this is, if you didn't hear it, this is what happened when she, uh, when she took the stage. Dr. Jackson, Board of Trustees, thank you so very, very much for this great honor and privilege. I am honored to become a Wildcat. They're booing and now... And it's a real honor and privilege to be with you as we celebrate the Bethune-Cookman University class of 2017. So the students are booing and turning their backs, and the president of Bethune-Cookman stood up and took the mic. If this behavior continues, your degrees will be mailed to you. Choose Choose which way you want to go. Well, I guess they made their choice, right? Your graduation will be remembered as one where you insulted the Secretary of Education and you ended up getting your degree in the mail, and I hope that makes you feel good, snowflakes. I hope that makes you feel good. Uh, we are, we've been talking a little bit today about the, um, the topic of, of what happened with FBI Director Comey and that uh, many on the left think uh, that, that what the president did by, by firing the FBI director, which he had every right to do, many on the left think that this was totally inappropriate, and uh, they have drawn comparisons to Richard Nixon when Nixon in, in 73 had the investigator, the Watergate investigator, fired. He didn't fire him. He had him relieved of duty. And now... This was not the FBI director. Bill Clinton fired an FBI director. So why didn't they compare it to Clinton? I don't know why. Yes, I do know why. The left is the left. They only like their own. They don't like anybody else. The very tolerant left only likes what they like. So is it, is it compared to Nixon? Can this be compared to Nixon? Well, CBS newsman Bob Schieffer a guy who's been around the news forever. He's about 111 years old, and I think he just stopped working for CBS last week. They dragged Bob Schieffer out of whatever, uh, whatever home he's living in now and put a coat and tie on him and put him in, in front of a CBS logo and had Bob Schieffer comment on whether or not 
the the Donald Trump firing of Jim Comey is that is that Nixonian? Is that something that relates to uh, Richard Nixon? In your opinion, venerated newsman Bob Schieffer? You know, there are many parallels uh, to Watergate, but I have to tell you, uh, I think all the way back to the uh, Kennedy assassination to draw parallels. I was there, as you know. I have always felt if Lee Harvey Oswald had been put on trial, a lot of these conspiracy theories that are still circulating today would have been put at rest then. Wait a minute. Wait just a minute. Bob Schieffer? venerated CBS newsman, anchor, reporter, a guy who's been around the news forever. You're not comparing this to Nixon. Well, you are, but you're also comparing it to the Kennedy assassination. Yeah, let's hear him make that again. You know, there are many parallels uh, to Watergate, but I have to tell you, uh, I think all the way back to the uh, Kennedy assassination to draw parallels. I was there, as you know. I have always felt if Lee Harvey Oswald had been put on trial, a lot of these conspiracy theories that are still circulating today would have been put at rest then. You're absolutely right. Those conspiracy theories would have been put to rest. But, you know, hypothetical statements and questions only get hypothetical answers. It's a ridiculous, a ridiculous stretch to now tie this to both Nixon, Watergate, Kennedy assassination. Could we get any more bizarre? Could we get any more fake news? You are fake news. Absolutely. You absolutely are. And don't even get me started on what Whoopi Goldberg and the ladies on The View said yesterday. Whoopi looks at all of this as if it's a coup. It just feels like a coup. You know, first the whole Justice Department got, everybody got gutted, all of the things 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 got gutted. And and it just, yeah, it just feels, and he's got all of the the generals. It just feels kind of cooey. Feels kind of cooey, doesn't it? Cooey. Ooey, gooey, and cooey. I'm sorry, Whoopi, no. No, it's not. Were you this upset when the when the Clintons fired the people that ran the White House travel office and destroyed their careers? You want to talk about a coup and gutting? You took loyal employees and threw them out when the Clintons were in charge. Just very disturbing. Very disturbing. Now, I do have some some bone to pick with President Trump about what he plans to do with the press conferences. See, I think the Trump administration was doing something very good when when they opened up the press conferences, not just to the standard press, but they actually started talking to some of the newer press out there. And uh, I, I didn't even mind the Facebook or what are the Skype questions. They needed to get the technology right, but I didn't mind it. They look like they've walked away from that, mostly because a lot of the people they picked were were sucking up, and the suck-ups were a little tough to handle. But the, the press conferences with Sean Spicer have become something I think we all appreciated, even if they were combative. It was still a dialogue between the fourth estate and the government. Even if we got to say to Spicer, you're doing it wrong or to tell him we don't agree with you on this or are you kidding me? But when the president sat down with um, 
with Judge Janine for an interview that I think the full interview airs tomorrow, and they leaked a couple of clips from it. But when the president sat down and talked about banning the press conferences and putting out a statement, I got a big problem with this, Mr. President. Again, I voted for you, but I have a problem with this. When we have those press conferences, mm-hmm. I actually said we shouldn't have them. Because well, Sarah Huckabee, it's been well, hundred years we've been doing. No, but listen, no, no, but, ne- but there's never been action like this. This is crazy. I mean, but would you we're getting higher consider, ratings. They're getting higher ratings on those press conferences. Would you that, seriously consider stopping these press sessions? No, we do it in a different way. We How? do it. We do it through a uh, piece of paper with a perfectly accurate, beautiful answer. Howard Kirk. You can't. You can't. And to say we would. When, when Judge Janine says, would you actually consider stopping the press conferences? He says, no, we do it in a different way. We hand out a perfectly crafted statement. No, that's not, that's not continuing a press conference. That's saying, here's your propaganda that you will now take and pay attention to every single day. I'm sorry, Mr. President, you can't do that. And if anybody in the conservative press will stand up and support that, you're you're not really a journalist. You are you are a, you are a a suck up to the White House. You're not a journalist if you allow this president to stop the hundred plus years of press conferences. If you allow this president to say press press conference time. Medication time, all patients to the day room. Here's your daily delivery of news from the White House. Please go and pass it out. No, we can't do that. We have to fight. And I mean that. We absolutely have to fight. If we don't fight, we've surrendered. This is the First Amendment. Freedom of the speech, freedom of the press, freedom to assemble, It's all in there and a couple others. But you cannot ban the press conferences. You can't just say, here's your daily news release from the White House. That's 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 crazy. That's all I'm going to say. I will be right back. I'm Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. First of all, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting this program throughout the week and also on Saturday mornings as we kick off a weekend of all new programming on the Blaze Radio Network. And uh, programming note, the Pure Opelka replay. Now the show's on live in the East Coast, noon to three. So we start at noon East Coast time, Monday through Friday, following Glenn Beck. And uh, we had been replaying the show at its original time, uh, at its initial home at 7 to 10 p.m. However, we've, we've uh, shuffled the lineup just a little bit. And now uh, the, the daily Monday through Friday Blaze Radio starts with Doc Thompson, The Morning Blaze, then Glenn Beck, then this program, Pure Opelka, followed by 
Chris Salcedo, and then Pat and Stu, followed by Buck Sexton. Buck will be on at 7 to 10 p.m. Some of you noticed on Thursday night. And then uh, I will be on 10 till 1 a.m. Eastern. So just a, a slight change if you're one of our trucker friends or regular listeners who tunes in in the evenings. Instead of 7 p.m. Eastern, this show replays now during the week at 10 p.m., starting after Buck Sexton. So uh, Buck Buck and I just flipped places, that's all. My buddy Buck Sexton. Uh, I miss Buck. I need to check in with him. Maybe we'll get him on the show for a visit one of these days. Our schedules are such that it could work out. Uh, Before we get out of here, I didn't get to a couple of news items that you need to pay attention to. One of them is is the the law firm that Donald Trump uses who put out a statement yesterday about his income tax returns from 2005 up to current and the disclosure that there was no no connection to Russia financially uh, from uh, taking money, lending money, getting money, etc. And then they say, with a couple exceptions, and they mention a 40-plus million-dollar profit that was made on the sale, I'm sorry, $54 million-dollar profit that was made on the sale of a, an estate in Florida that Donald Trump sold to a billionaire in Russia, and the money that was garnered from the Miss Universe pageant when it was happening in Moscow in 2013. Uh, and then we learned today that that law firm that represents Trump, Morgan Lewis and uh, Bacchius, apparently got a big award in Russia. Somebody needs to look at the optics before they release stuff like this. Somebody needs to say, Mr. Trump, this stuff, this stuff isn't going to play well and you need it to play well. I'm just saying. And based on the poll that we took earlier this morning, were those tapes a threat or the threat of the tapes Was it really a threat? I perceive it to be a threat. 49% of you currently voting say yes. Donald Trump's tweet to Jim Comey about the tapes is a threat. 38% say no. 13% of you don't know where to go on this. We will be watching this going forward. Uh, Remember, Mom, God bless you, Ducky Opelka. I miss you every single day. Kiss your mom. Call her. And don't get gas station flowers. We'll see you Monday. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. On the Blaze Radio Network.